0: This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show on the Choose Yourself Network. Today on the James Altucher Show.
1: I sent out bikini photos, and they invited me out to L.A. for a test shoot. I get a call three months later saying that my test shoot was approved, and they're publishing it for October Centerfold. I'm like, oh, okay
0: how much did you get paid for that
1: uh, I think it was 25000
0: so you get $25,000 everybody has seen you naked in this magazine <laughs> yeah. now what happens next
1: I wanted to do acting so I started doing acting classes and then I moved out to LA and then it was like I need to find a manager and an agent so I had a bunch of meetings every meeting they were like oh you're branded as a playmate you shouldn't do acting that's what you are
0: You made the point that in one of your quotes, I'll maybe misquote a little bit, but you said basically you can't talk shit until you've lived through shit. Mm -hmm. On the surface, it seems like everything you've ever wanted to happen has happened pretty easily. So what's some of the shit that you've lived through? Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, finding great talent, as I well know, can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James. That's ZipRecruiter.com Slash James, one more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Special thanks to our sponsors today: The Power of Moments, Chip and Dan Heath, the New York Times best-selling authors of Switch and Made to Stick, return with a groundbreaking new book, The Power of Moments. The Power of Moments explores why certain brief experiences can jolt us and elevate us and change us and how we can learn to create such extraordinary moments in our life and work. To download the first chapter of the book for free, visit thepowerofmoments.com slash James. Amanda Cerny, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, but I have a confession to make. Oh, tell me. You're probably the ugliest person I've ever had on this podcast. I, I don't know if people say that to you. It's like... All
1: the time, you know, and it sucks because I, you know, I thought, you know, you're somebody new. You're probably nice, but... You probably want
0: to impress me. Yeah,
1: it comes back at me again. I dressed up for you, so...
0: It just doesn't work. Backfires. You need, like, what do you, What can you do to look better?
1: Nothing, apparently.
0: So, <laughs> you have... uh There's so many different directions I can go, but I'm going to start off with, you got a you're black belt in karate at the age of 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good start, yeah.
0: Does that mean, we're going to get to all your other stuff because it's really impressive, but does that mean at the age of 11, I mean, certainly you would be able to beat me up at that point.
1: I was but like, would But could you beat
0: anybody up with a black belt in karate?
1: <laughs> I thought I could. Like yeah. you're, you're
0: not what I would consider like the Chuck Norris of <laughs> karate people. So what could you do that, like what, what, what could you do if you ran into someone in the street and he was like threatening?
1: I learned a lot of um, defense and pressure points and board breaks. So I'm sure if I can break a board, I probably could break something on him too. Can <laughs> so, you break uh, this
0: table? A, uh,
1: yeah, we'll try it after for all sure. Right, good. With my head.
0: So, <laughs> no, we don't want to do that because you're <laughs> actually incredibly smart. And I'm going to describe why. You have 17 million Instagram followers, which is huge. I have 34,000, so...
1: It's- So good, It's 34,000 people. One
0: is 2% of yours, or less, I forget the percentages. I got to go back to math. You're
1: okay at math, that helps.
0: You have millions (laughs) of YouTube followers, millions and millions of YouTube views. You you really became a huge hit on Vine with tens of millions of views on your Vines. And a lot of it is because you would just do these funny comic Vines. Like you're a comedian at heart. You got a comedian's soul. (laughs) But at the same time, of course, you're extraordinarily beautiful. You were... um, play you know Miss October 2011 in Playboy mm-hmm. uh, so you have a lot of different directions you've gone and I feel there's a cohesive strategy to it like you it in articles and stuff you always say oh I just started modeling as fun but then that led to the Playboy and that led to Instagram Vine YouTube and now you're using all of this social media following to help in efforts like Puerto Rico or uh, other, you know, hurricane-torn area- areas, women's empowerment areas. And so what's going on? What do you do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was and then, actually- and then
0: I want to find out how you did it because I, it's not just looks. A lot of pretty people don't have 17 million
1: yeah, no.
0: Instagram followers. That
1: was actually a big obstacle for me was being a pretty girl on trying to do comedy you know and you feel that's like like
0: the elephant in the room like people say oh it's just because of
1: yeah looks." uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah but then you know it's not true so you know it's just people saying that because like you said there's so many beautiful models and girls out there that you know don't have that also so i think it's finally i really started to grow when you know, I was making cons- consistent content and doing more comedy where people were tagging their friends and sharing it with their friends because it made them feel good and really just showing my personality more.
0: So. Yeah, and I think I think you do it. So I've watched uh, a, a lot of your videos, obviously, and like you have this one, um, uh, Freezing Time, I forgot the title. When, oh, or, yeah, When You, you Can too. Freeze Time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, your freeze time because you're late for something then you catch your boyfriend cheating and then you 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 do all these things to make the youtube video funny what do what do you do what's the what's the process like Mm -hmm. you're you're, it seems like you're creating every you're you're a creative right so what do you do to create every day
1: um well it's a lot because i'm producing content for instagram so that's like one minute comedic skits and then one a day for my YouTube vlog channel and then one a week for my YouTube main channel which is a longer form comedic sketch. so it's like anywhere from five minutes on. And then I'm also doing content on Snapchat and Instagram Story. And oh, yeah, you're like a
0: top five influencer on Snapchat? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, what, it's what's like, an influencer on Snapchat?
1: It's somebody that has a lot of you know fans on the app. I started using Snapchat for my fan base more than I was using it for my friends. I was just doing like improv bedtime stories that were just ridiculous. So I started doing that every night when Snapchat first became a thing. And um, then my audience really started to grow because Snapchat is one of the hardest platforms to grow on just because it's hard to discover people. It's hard to it's use more the one app. to
0: one rather than one to many.
1: Yeah, exactly. So but then I managed to grow a large following on there and then I moved it to Instagram, also all starting on Vine. So I kind of like branched off into different categories. But... And
0: Vine, just so people don't know is, is a, a a video platform where you can only have, you only have six seconds. Was acquired by Twitter at some point, yeah. and um, and now it's kind of been winding down. Like I don't even know if they
1: oh d- they deleted it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all gone. It's, it's but you could see dead. collections of your
0: vines on YouTube though. Yeah. So how do you how do you be funny and creative in a six second vine?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that was hard. Because you built
0: up millions of followers, so obviously you're one of the best. So yeah. I want to be funnier. How do you do it in six <laughs> seconds?
1: I, it's just getting to the making sure there's a hard punch on it. Like you tell a little bit of a story in the beginning and make sure it punches really good at the end. I've noticed for a lot of social media content, people have a lot of ADD, <laughs> so it's you have to keep them entertained through every second of it. And if you that's that, hard though. Then... Like
0: and what you said about story, how do you tell a six second story?
1: Yeah, it was actually in video. It's you know, it's like having a back and forth dialogue, almost like a. A quick conversation with somebody and you can do that in six seconds there's actually it makes such a difference too I remember when I was editing on Vine and it went from six seconds and then we found out that we can actually have 6.4 seconds and that made a huge difference that made our jokes even funnier like on the app and people expected a certain type of comedy on the app too so they didn't need a whole backstory it has to be something very like Either relatable or just ridiculous that people can laugh at. So. so,
0: so like, like right now, if we were to say, okay, let's conceive of a six-second video to mm-hmm. do that would be funny. Like, what would be the first things you'd start to think about?
1: us uh, well, slapstick always works. So, I mean, like we so talked, like if you
0: tried to, yeah, <laughs> like, the table.
1: S- yeah, with the karate, I could break the table and people would be entertained. So that would hurt you, though. Yeah, probably. But I've gotten hurt for vines before, so it's okay.
0: This is all over. But let's let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. you started modeling around age 15 mm-hmm. yeah. and you've said repeatedly that you were just doing it for fun but then obviously it turned into so many other things yeah. what happened like how did that go to to playboy
1: so i was actually at college at florida state and you know i was I had like two jobs at Florida State. I had to pay for my own college. and what I were your just, jobs? I was a bartender and then also a waitress. So
0: did every single guy ask you out at the bar?
1: <laughs> uh, actually, they were all just drunk. I was in mm-hmm. a college town, so <laughs> they're all just wasted asking for drinks more than my number. But um, and I was at Florida State. There's so many beautiful girls at Florida State. Uh, but I was at. At my apartment, and two of my friends at the same time, they randomly, like out of nowhere, maybe they were together because it's so weird. They were like, oh, you should, you know, post for Centerfold. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is that? You guys are crazy. Like, that's not even on my list of things to do in life. And then I remembered um, girls- Can I ask,
0: what did you want to do in life?
1: Uh, I wanted to be in the CIA.
0: Why? <laughs> How come?
1: Uh, just because that's, you know, my mom was involved in certain things when I was growing up. And then, you know, it kind of inspired me just to be a part of the government. I probably watched too many action movies, so.
0: Hold on. My uh, phone is ringing. I got to shut it off.
1: See, before I made sure my cell phone was off. You're a pro. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't even know how to turn my phone off is a problem.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Is that Samsung? Yeah. Mm. All
0: right, hold on. We're keep, By the way, we're recording this because my mistakes are
1: classic processes art. (laughs) That's true so that's true organic
0: so okay so you sent out your photos
1: yeah so I sent out bikini photos that I had and then um, they emailed back and they invited me out to LA for a test shoot and it was my first time ever going to California I've always wanted to go so I was like all right you know what what the heck I'll go to LA and if anything like we take test shoot photos and they don't use them because I won't get picked and then I come back to Florida State after, and then I get a call like three months later saying that my test shoot was approved and they're publishing it for October Centerfold. And I'm like, oh,
0: okay. And do you get paid how much do you get paid for that? Uh,
1: I think it was 25,000.
0: That must have been amazing. Like, you were a, like a bartender.
1: Yeah. So, I was like, this is awesome. Cause I was running, starting to run low on my money too. Cause I saved a bunch in um, high school. Cause I worked like three jobs when I was in high school. And I had a bunch saved up, but then I invested some too. So, I was running low on my, my bank account. So, I needed to, you know, get some money quick. So, that actually really helped me. But,
0: and so you get $25,000. Yeah. You're on everybody has seen you naked in this magazine now. <laughs> yeah. What happens next?
1: You're uh, walking
0: around campus.
1: I call dad. <laughs> I'm like, "I just flew out to LA and I um they are publishing my centerfold." He's like, "What? I thought you wanted to work for the government." And then I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, things happen." So, here we go. And then my mom was super stoked. So I ended up, um, I was ahead in college at the time. So I had like a semester left, but then I left to go to Miami. Just, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to do that goal of working in the government anymore, I don't think. So let me go to Miami. And you're
0: like, I agree with this, but you didn't finish college. No. Because Mm -hmm. what's the point? Yeah. So (laughs) I was
1: international business. So, I mean, I learned, I actually learned so much more outside of college than I did when I was there. Like when I was there, it was partying or going to the gym two times a day and working. Just some... two
0: times a day. Yeah, because gym.
1: I was in Tallahassee. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> I, need, I
0: need to start going once a day. Oh
1: well, join me. Gotta start. We'll go today yeah. after this. All right.
0: <laughs> and then, so you moved down to Miami.
1: Yeah, um, and then I started doing live EDM event hosting. So I'd be like the one at the live festivals, just on the stage hosting EDM events and stuff, and. I was like, that's not really for me, <laughs> so I wanted to do more acting, so I started taking acting classes, and then this was like, what is it, 2017, so this was like six years ago, and then, so I started doing acting classes, and then I moved out to LA, because I was already back and forth so much for work, and then when I moved to LA, I was like, I need to find a manager and an agent, so I had a bunch of meetings, and then every meeting, they were like, oh, you're branded as a playmate, like, shouldn't do acting like that's what you are Um, see
0: this is this is a huge problem and i know you'll agree is that gatekeepers almost by definition they they do their job and they pay their bills and they have to and there's a role for them but they're not gonna get what you do by by definition because what you do is going to be creative and unique yeah and they're gonna they know what they can monetize they don't know that you're beyond that Mm -hmm. and so you have to that's when You have to sort of choose yourself how you're going to create a dynamic career that's unique to you.
1: Exactly. No, it taught me a lot that, you know, you can't rely on others to help you. You have to kind of like do it yourself. And then from there, you'll attract people around you, you know, that'll help elevate.
0: What was, so so you realized that, were you sad?
1: Uh. No, I was kind of like inspired a little bit just to you know prove people wrong. I, it's such a cliche thing, but it's true. You know, people tell you no, you're like, oh, okay, yes, I'm going to do that. But they basically, and I didn't have like a proper reel. So I had friends that did um, YouTube and I was like, if you need me for anything, for any of your skits, any time of the day, just let me know. I'll be in it. I'll work and for free, I don't care and um, there was an app also coming out at the time before I could shoot like the YouTube skits and I started making like content on the app just cause I didn't really know how to edit so Vine was perfect for me. It was just editing within the app. You can't edit outside the app. You had to post on the mm-hmm. platform. So I just started making these silly videos all the time and then people started to actually enjoy them and watch them. I mean, I look back at my first videos and-
0: What was the first one that like totally took off?
1: Um. Oh gosh, I think it was one about breaking up with your boyfriend. So it was like me posting on Twitter, I just broke up with my boyfriend, and then all of a sudden there was like a guy next to me. There was a guy with like you know an oversized spoon next to me, and the guy like popping up behind me, just like all like coming in, <laughs> just uh, like invading my space because now I'm single. So it's like a relatable thing yeah. that you make you know comedic. So
0: and and you know as you're you're building this, so suddenly now, I mean, like the average TV show maybe gets, I don't know, a few million listeners or views or, or watchers, mm-hmm. and suddenly your Vines and, and then your YouTubes were getting, t- you know, millions and millions, each one, and you could just produce them whenever you wanted. Yeah. So suddenly you're bigger than any Network. TV store <laughs> out there, which is what yeah. you had been initially aiming for. Mm-hmm. You kind of proved that picking your own way is the is the right way and then and then of course you switch that to instagram which i think now is probably i mean maybe snapchat is for you but instagram seems like so much engagement versus any other platform right now
1: i agree for sure i mean snapchat used to be the largest for um you know, just posting stories, like content every day that disappears in 24 hours. Like that was Snapchat. But then, of course, Instagram comes along and makes it, you know, bigger, better version of it. So, of course, that audience is going to be way bigger than the one on Snapchat. So, I mean, I post on still just because I still have a large audience on Snapchat and I don't want to neglect that, but I focus a lot more on my Instagram.
0: And uh, uh, then it seems like you then you're always leveraging one thing into the next based on your own interests and you and you do seem to have uh obviously some some business sense like you created uh or you worked with somebody to create uh an agency on how you can use this newfound influence and other people can use their their newfound social media influence to sort of spread messages or be hired to spread messages like how did you come up with that
1: yeah, just because I've had a lot of friends, even and just people coming up to me, and just hey, can you put me in your video and help me grow? I want to be a singer, or I want to be a chef, or I want to be this. So I'm like, all right, this is something that I work so hard on every single day for the past, you know, five years. And I just, and literally every day working. But Now it's like, okay, if I put somebody, and I've noticed too, if I put somebody on my platform, they grow a lot. And I'm completely fine with doing that and helping people, but there's such a business in that as well. And, you know, finding super talented artists, whether it be like a street artist or, you know, a musician, and then giving them a platform to grow on, whether it be my social media, a whole network of influencers, and then a team on the back end to help them grow traditionally and grow their business and really help them get a proper team around them because that was like one of the largest struggles I had and you know, growing so fast too was that I didn't know who to put on my team. I didn't know the difference between manager agency fully. I didn't like have the best, like I didn't have a videographer, I was doing it all on a tripod so now I can be more productive with my time and it's helping influencers with that as well.
0: And how's how's it going?
1: Great. Yeah, we started like three months ago, and there's a lot of people submitting to be a part of it, so it's exciting, and it's kind of my own casting process now. But um, it's cool because now I get to even involve my friends that are super talented also.
0: Let's stop to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you hiring... Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, finding great talent can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to do your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners, that means you, can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Chip and Dan Heath, the New York Times bestselling authors of Switch and Made to Stick, and now they've got a new book, The Power of Moments. The Power of Moments explores why certain brief experiences can jolt us and elevate us and change us and how we can learn to create such extraordinary moments in our life and work. Research in psychology teaches us that our memories are not like films that we can simply rewind and watch from beginning to end. They're more like snapshots or snippets, fragments. And we cling to particular minutes or hours that rise above the surrounding weeks and months, tending to remember only the best, worst, or last moment of an experience. These defining moments in our lives are often just the result of accident. So why leave our most meaningful moments to chance when we can actually create them? What if a manager, for instance, knew exactly how to turn an employee's moment of failure into a moment of growth? What if you could create memories that matter for your children To download the first chapter of the book for free, visit thepowerofmoments.com slash James. That's thepowerofmoments.com slash James. One thing I learned from your experience is you also bring yourself up when you're around other people who are constantly trying to bring themselves up. So you like even live with a group of people who are up and coming not even up and coming but they're superstars on YouTube already yeah and you guys cross pollinate and do videos together or or you know how did that come about
1: well that was like just by friendships like because on Vine there was a the top 50 and everybody knew each other because we see each other's content on their popular page every day and there was um, my friend Logan Paul lived in o- Ohio and he was like, I want to come to LA. We never met each other before, but we see each other every day on this app, and we all keep in touch and post and talk about like complications with the app or whatever. So we all would communicate. And then so he just stayed in my guest bedroom for two weeks. Went back to Ohio. Came back. Stayed with his dad at my apartment. His dad slept on my couch for another week looking for a place. So it becomes like this community of people. And then my my best friend um, King Batch lived in this building in sixteen hundred Vine. Ironically, it wasn't planned. He lived there for like six years already. And then um, we would always go there and shoot. And he was like at the top of Vine at the time. So everybody, and he's just awesome. So everybody would come and collaborate. And then eventually all of us just started moving there because it was more convenient. And then we had a pretty much like it's, you know, a production going on in just the entire building to the point where the building doesn't even allow anybody to film anymore or take pictures or like really? and i think it's so dumb because we branded that entire building and so many new influencers have moved in just to be able to make content with like the influencers that live there
0: and see that's such an interesting huge world now this world of influence on these social media platforms like if some random tv show on a random network were to call you and say hey can you play this bit part you would probably say no like why would you do it you're already (laughs) huge in every and all these different platforms
1: that's the interesting part because i started because i love acting and that's you know something i was passionate about and really wanted to do and now in the beginning, with being an influencer, still, I had another like obstacle to get over was, oh, you're just a social media influencer, like talentless social media influencer. We don't care about you guys.
0: Why do you think people feel the need to say, oh, it's just because you're a playboy, whatever, or oh, oh it's just because you're on social media, you didn't really pay your dues? Yeah. You know, why do people, why do you think people feel the need to do that?
1: I think it's because it's out of the norm. Like it's not, you know, especially the, The internet is like the Wild West for content. So right now, it's companies are moving more and more into the internet and becoming way more accepting of influencers or talent that has, you know, became relevant online. So like three years ago, when I would meet with directors or producers, just, you know, because I had like four million on Vine at the time, I was like, okay, that's a lot of people. Like, you know, let me meet with these producers. Maybe they'll want to put me in their movies because I have like a whole network of people behind me. And then th- at that time, everybody was like, no, nah, we're good. But here's our- a link to our movie. We can pay you to promote it. Mm. And I'm like, that's dumb <laughs> because like people like things that are organic. Like if you put an influencer in your movie, then you have them promote it. Then the audience is going to come. But um so it started off like that but now it's to the point where production companies are now giving me budgets to produce my own series or like pitching a pilot to netflix so it's like
0: would you even do that though because like you could do a pilot on your own youtube channel
1: it's so true but it's it's a bit confusing though because there's i have my own channel that i always produce content for because you know i've had fans that have grown with me from the beginning but then also there is a whole other fan base on say Netflix that they that they have. So oh. it's almost like a collaboration. Right. So the more that I do with brands that are going to grow my brand and elevate me, then you know, I should. Like even now I'm doing a campaign with guests. And instead of like starting my own athletic wear, like I'm partnering with guests and we're launching this um ath- athletic wear campaign like in february
0: and so then you'll use your various platforms to kind of you'll be wearing the clothes and yeah. doing things
1: yeah because i've always wore the brand and i genuine genuinely love it like and now i get free guest clothes too so i'm stoked okay
0: <laughs> like, so so in one of your quotes uh i'll maybe misquote a little bit but you said basically you know all there's a lot of i would say fake social media influencers they they I'll be one of the haters for a second like they kind of got up there for, through various means and they have 20 million whatever and but you you've made the point that you can't uh, talk shit until you've lived through shit. Mm-hmm. and what did you mean by that? because on the surface it seems like everything you've ever wanted to happen has happened pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So what's some of the shit? That that you've lived through.
1: Well, I think you know I have been able to reach my goals, but I think it's being able to put up with the shit. (laughs) You know, it's like seeing it, not getting depressed or discouraged by it, and letting it instead just inspire you. So,
0: how do you do that? Because like most mm -hmm. people, when they get rejected, they they throw all their hopes. Like, oh my gosh, I hope this. XYZ, you know, big production company says yes to me. And then they say no and they get depressed because they yeah. thought that was their only outlet for success.
1: I think it's just knowing that there's never one outlet. like it's That's just, key. Yeah, because this one person will say no, the next person will say hell yes. Or then one person says no, 10 other people say no, and then there's that one person that will believe in you. Or even just yourself. I mean, now we're in a time where you can make your own company. You can grow your own business online. You can, you don't, you can be your own boss. So it's, you know, something I'm really excited about because now I'm able to control my content. Still, I haven't sold myself to anybody. I'm still in charge of every single platform. So, and now I get to work with others as collaborations that are larger companies.
0: So working with others that it's a one plus one equals three. We're in every situation. being able to not get discouraged with the gatekeepers so that you can go off and find, like you say, there's many, there's always another outlet Mm -hmm. and and finding the ways to be creative in that outlet, but not just one, explore all of them. I think if you just did one, you would have been in trouble because if you had just relied on Vine and now Vine's dead, where would you be? You kind of always leverage from one to the other. That's why I was actually, uh, your answer on Netflix is really good, that okay, that's a whole new audience. Happy to explore that. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be new platforms that haven't even been developed yet that you'll probably eventually think about. Then leveraging that on a business side to say, okay, well, I can, I realize I can help create and others may puts you almost as a gatekeeper, but why not? If that's, you know, you have that experience, why not help people and, and make money off of it? So it seems like you're always doing, you know, building up an expertise and then leveraging that into the next thing. Let's say I'm sitting at let's say I'm sitting at a cubicle listening to this. And so I'm thinking to myself, all the usual things, which is, okay, well, she's young and she had a lot of time. She had that Playboy experience which launched her, which is not gonna happen to me. Um, she has time every day to get up and create four different videos for each different platform, and then uh launch the careers of one of her friends or whatever. What would you say to somebody who's what what would you say to me? Okay, I'm I'm 49. <laughs> I would like to make a bunch of videos and start building a following. And I already have something based on this podcast, but not obviously yours. So what what is the next step for anybody who wants to start?
1: Yeah, well, first I would say it's putting down the excuses. Like there's always everybody has an excuse for anything. I've been told no for pitching ideas like still and I don't let it, you know, be like, like oh, When's the last like,
0: time you were told no?
1: Uh, probably like three days ago. <laughs> what, ha- what happened? Um. Well, it was about, I had this idea where I wanted to do this show, but have it based around like in in Europe. And I p- pitched it to different producers and stuff. And then we had a conference call and they were like, no, concept isn't good. Not doing it. And I'm like, But you could
0: easily launch your own thing and
1: for sure. But it's nice to
0: have some it's always still nice to have someone say yes, give you a little bit of money, make it easier, get their production team in and so on.
1: Yeah. But now it's like now I'm working, but it's also a learning process. Like if you're going in thinking that you know everything and that you're perfect and you know you're the best, like yeah, have that confidence, but also know that Take critiques from people and constructive criticism. Like, if they're telling me no, I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Like, But why? Like, tell me— Do you ask that? Yeah. And for sure, it's, it's so helpful. Like, every step of my career I've asked or I've gotten opinions on my videos from friends. I'm like, tell me the truth. Like, what do you think of this? Like, be harsh with me. Because it's— And then I read all my comments on social media, which are the biggest critiques sometimes. But now— It's so
0: hard to do because who— yeah. I used to read stuff, but then you ask yourself, who's the kind of person who's commenting on a YouTube video? Yeah. But I guess maybe it is sometimes. You're the first person I ever heard say that it's actually useful to read those.
1: I love, yeah. Well, I love it because I mean, you can get angry. You just have to kind of just silence the the hate on there and just only look at the things and and not just look at the love on there, but like look at you know well structured sentences on like. You know what I could do better because people are actually constructive on there. Like they'll be like, "Amanda, I love you, but this was shit." <laughs> like you know, and, and what it's like, and,
0: and what have you learned? Like what's, what's what's some of the biggest things you've learned in the creative process mm-hmm. in these videos?
1: Uh, um, timing is everything. Um, making it what, entertaining. All the way. what does that mean? Uh, like just com- for me because I do comedy. Sorry, yeah, I should have specified I do comedy, so comedic timing. Um, and the punch, the punch always has to be the biggest and the largest at the end of your video. Like, um, it can't be like a a traditional movie where you have like the climax in the middle and then it's just like, so it's it's a little different. But then also, um, being true to your own voice, like I was getting so busy to the point of like creating all these ideas every day that one day I was like, I don't have an idea for today. Like, I'm like, what do I do? And then I was like, okay, I'll just maybe work with some different writers and stuff. That way I can, you know, be more productive with my time. I did that for like a week and it was the worst experience ever just because for my content is short form and it's super organic to, you know, myself. So people can tell if it's, you know, if it's not me and if it doesn't punch the same way and it's a different style of writing than a TV series would be. So it just, it didn't work for me. So I had to...
0: What's a good example of like a punch at the end?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe like a punch at the end. It's like your strongest joke. So it's either heightened energy. Like that helps too. Like you should have the most energy at the end or just like awkward silences always work too. Just it depends what your, your comedy is.
0: I like that awkward silences work also.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Okay, so if you were gonna do this is a stupid idea, but if you were gonna do what we talked about earlier, like use your head to like break open the table. I'm not gonna ask you to do this, but <laughs> if you were gonna use your head to like try to break open this table, what would be an example punch at the end there?
1: Um, I get knocked out. <laughs> I mean, that's classic comedy mm-hmm. though. I I try to do stuff now too that has like, you know, a a double punch, like, or a twist at it. Like, you know, not what the audience would expect. And I think that's so important. Like, you know, if I were to hit my head on this table, the audience would expect me to just be knocked out. But if I hit my head on this table, a piece of the table flies up, hits you, you get knocked out and I'm fine and oblivious to it. You know, the audience wouldn't really expect that as much, but.
0: Okay, so the, the unexpected at the end. Yeah. So we've talked about kind of this very direct, you know, Go from platform to platform, build up, and then business. But you also have various charitable efforts happening, like you're doing stuff for Puerto Rico, given the the recent hurricane. What's w- yeah. what are you doing, and how do you do it?
1: Well, yeah, I've just, I mean, I got inspired because I was watching CNN. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it is bad over there. There's they're without power. There's hospitals hospitals being run on generators with no fuel. I think a generator just they completely ran out of fuel and. 200 people in the hospital died Mm -hmm. like it's it's really bad and
0: so many homes destroyed like a lot of homes were just shacks and just entire portions of puerto rico are just like gone
1: i know and i i'm from florida so the keys got hit really bad also but you know puerto rico is just a whole another level of just like horrible and they're not getting like the help that they need but now people are finally starting to contribute the government's helping like and people are really inspired to help and you know I got inspired when I was watching one of the mayors speak on CNN and she was just in tears just like begging for help so I have a strong platform I have like we said 17.5 million on Instagram and across all my other platforms too I'm posting I get like 3 million opens on my Instagram story a post So it's like I have a lot of people that are seeing my content, and I was like, "Yeah, I should go around New York City and just like take pictures all day and like post like fun content and cool photos, and do a comedic skit in the in Times Square or something." But then I'm like, "Or I could just make take a selfie video right now, tell people to go donate, have meetings with, you know, the right people here, and like I have some meetings set up today to deciding on like how we're gonna like." invest the money or like spend the money into charitable causes whether it's partnering with uh, another organization or bringing volunteers out there even me going there so it's like just figuring out the best way to spend it once we raise all the funds so
0: so let's say people are listening to this and they want to help what's the best way to directly help through you
1: um the best way is just going to www.gofundme.com forward slash power angels puerto rico So that'll bring you to the GoFundMe page. You can put a donation there. All proceeds are going directly to the cause. Nobody's making money off it. It's super safe. Like I have a bunch of celebrity friends and other influencers helping me promote it as well. And we're going to make this awesome compilation video and just like do something good with the power of social media because it's so strong.
0: Have you considered uh, living in Puerto Rico?
1: Uh, not right now.
0: No taxes, no federal taxes. <laughs> that would
1: be amazing because California is it's crazy. Thirteen yeah. percent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm like, can I be a Florida resident? So I need to go to Florida more. I'm going to go to visit mom more.
0: <laughs> so, so Amanda, thanks so much. Uh, we. we- well, this, this podcast is a little shorter than usual because- uh, Somebody we both, was late. Well,
1: I, got,
0: I, got, I got here late as well. We're going to blame it on Steve, the producer, because oh, he should have told everybody to start getting here an hour earlier than oh. they did. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it's your fault. It's your fault, Steve. Are you?
1: Yeah. There he is. He's, do better.
0: Yeah. Steve, you heard it from her. She had, she just told 17 and a half million followers that you need to do better. <laughs> uh, I want to do a project with you somehow. We got to figure that out. When are yeah. you next in New York?
1: Um, I don't know. I can come whenever. I mean, a four-hour flight, four-and-a-half-hour flight is nothing for me. So,
0: um, Do you da? do stand-up comedy? No. <laughs> well, I own part of a stand-up comedy club. You should do stand-up there or try, and it'll be great.
1: Oh, my gosh. And then we
0: could do that as a benefit for Puerto Rico.
1: Uh, see, now, yeah, now I have to do it. That is so intimidating, by the way. Respect I go up, I go up six times a week. That's amazing. Sometimes. That is confidence to get on that stage and... But you, I, but you but you do it too. It. So you,
0: are you doing a video every single day? So yeah. you're engaged in the process and not every video is going to be great. You're going to mm-hmm. have some that don't work out. Yeah. And are you able to balance the hate when it doesn't work out? Do you feel do you ever feel like, oh, that video didn't work out," or five videos in a row didn't work out? I lo- I'm losing confidence.
1: Well, there's a plus and a positive and a negative to this, but um I post content every day, so people are consuming so much content every day. I'll have a video that'll get 25 million views in, you know, a few days on Instagram and then
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's it's exciting but that means that I did that video well because people are tagging their friends and it's being shared more and featured. But Do you then, feel
0: depressed if you d- do a video that you thought was good but it only gets 1 million views?
1: Not depressed. I'm like, oh, well, that didn't work. Mm. <laughs> like it's more of like like I said, the learning process and that's what keeps me motivated is to know that I'm always learning. Like, if I do one and it didn't work, but I still thought it was funny and I still think it's funny, I'm gonna keep it on my page. I don't really delete anything. So I keep it up there and then I'll get feedback, whatever it's, if, even if it's negative feedback. People forget about content or situations so easily. Like, if I post a video that people don't enjoy as much, The next day, if I post a video that's amazing, everybody thinks is hilarious, they're going to forget about that video I posted the day before. So just because there's so much content happening online.
0: You know, that exact advice I heard from only one other person is a YouTube rapper, Mac Lethal. Do you know who he is? No. He does these really super fast raps. He's been on Ellen for it. He did like the ABCs of rap. You almost can't understand. It's almost like... a thousand tongue twisters he raps right through and he gets millions of views on his youtube videos and he said that too he said sometimes i do one that's bad i worked really hard on it but everybody forgets that once you do the next thing that's good yeah so that's what he just focuses on Mm -hmm. so what's one more piece of like creative learning that you've uh, uh, experienced along the way
1: yeah um i think be supportive also you know it's such um, a community once you get more and more into and the entertainment space and the creative world. Like, there's so many people that are doing acting or doing, um, you know, I don't know, doing charities. But instead of being in competition with those people and, like, negative competition, you can totally be in competition with those people but, you know, support each other at the same time. Like, even now, like, I'm doing my charity but I have my friends doing another charity called Love Army and I, I've helped with them in Somalia and... Like now we're doing stuff in Mexico. So I'm doing my own also, but I'm still supporting theirs. So for me, I've noticed collaborations help so much and it's just building relationships with people and being kind, being honest, and being genuine and organic with your work is what's really going to get you far.
0: What do you mean by organic with your work?
1: Uh, Just staying true to what you like to do, what's fun for you, and what you're passionate about. Because the minute you start to do something just because everybody else is doing it, you're never going to grow. Like if you're doing, um, I don't know, say you're doing action videos, then you want to be a singer. Like you're not going to grow because people are going to see right through that and be like, okay, she's like, you, you can only do that for so long and it can't be consistent.
0: And being a comedic actor seems to be a passion of yours and you're able to create it using your own outlets essentially. So what, what? Who are your, who are your influences on like comedy and acting, or writing? You know yeah. these things. Or
1: well, I was my best friend uh, King Batch. He's amazing. Like he's really funny, and he's taught me a lot too. When we were in, back in Vine days, and we were like making all the videos and stuff, he was always super. Helpful. Back in the day, two years ago. Yeah. Well, I think it was like four years. Yeah, ago maybe you're right. Yeah, it's getting
0: Bo Burnham also great. Oh uh, yeah, videos he's so the great good. vines.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he was on Vine too, and Chris uh, Dalia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's hilarious, also. I mean, a lot of people were doing, Vi- and Sean Mendez was doing it. And now I don't he's, know him. he's like this, uh, an amazing singer, and he's very well known solely for singing now. So, and it's funny, people, Vine was such a strong um, app at the time that people even still now call the videos that I do, Oh, I love that Vine you did on Instagram. It's amazing. I'm like, It's not really a Vine anymore because the app's dead. But
0: how long is the Instagram video?
1: Uh, one minute.
0: One minute okay mm-hmm. so this gives you a lot more yeah to play with maybe too much maybe now it seems like forever that's <laughs> it, like an epic
1: yeah but it's actually it's addicting because now it's like you want more time to play with so
0: okay but here like given that it's only a minute and let's say you have a story to tell sometimes that might be a too little time yeah how it, do you really express a whole story in a minute
1: it's the editing process is cutting it down and it's like after you make so many too, you know how much of a storyline you can get in. So it's, you kind of plan for it.
0: Okay, so if I make a bunch of one minute videos, will you give me commentary on them? Yes. And then I'll do an extra podcast just about your commentary. Perfect. That'll be fun. Yes. <laughs> well, Amanda Cerny, check her out everywhere. I don't even, you could you just Google uh, C E R N Y Amanda. You're going to find all of her platforms, no problem, including ways to donate to Puerto Rico and other causes. I'm gonna donate, so hey. I'm gonna take the proceeds of this podcast and donate them.
1: Oh, so, amazing.
0: Uh, thanks again for I, it was very short notice, but we got you on. So, thanks for coming. Yeah. will you come on again?
1: For sure. Excellent. Definitely. And I forgot to say, um, rest in peace to have because we did talk about you being yeah. a playmate. So that happened recently. Uh, so. Well,
0: then I want to ask you. Yeah. How did you? Given that you were, you know, Miss October 2011, how did you stay out of the scene? that many women get caught up in around the Playboy mansion.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't live there. So that, <laughs> that helps. helps. Did they want you to yeah. live there? Uh no. I mean they like whenever I was coming back and forth between LA and Miami, they were like, oh if you ever wanna like stay and you could be here. But for me it's like I've that was, you know, kind of a platform that it helped me come out to Los Angeles. Didn't necessarily help me in how I've grown myself in acting—it kind of was more of an obstacle, if anything, but it helped me get to LA where I, I need to be. So,
0: so sometimes you need that foot in the door, but yeah. Then you need to know what to do with it. Exactly. So because they're not gonna, they're not gonna do it for you.
1: No, I've yeah, I immediately I started with the company and immediately did the most elite thing that you could do, and there's not much growing from there.
0: Gosh, you know, I wish we have so much. I have, I have other questions for you. So, okay, I have a. A daughter. She's 18. She's she's just starting to study acting, but she did it all childhood. What should she do? I keep trying to tell yeah. her ignore the gatekeepers. It's not the standard path anymore, mm-hmm. particularly when hundreds of millions of your peers are on all these other outlets except movies and TV. I mean, yeah. I watch YouTube videos every day. I never go to the movies anymore. Yeah. Nobody does.
1: No. <laughs> so do what
0: I. what should a young person do who's listening to this?
1: Well, if she, your daughter wants to be an actress. Yeah. So I would say, you know. Go to the film schools, find people around her that wanna be DPs and wanna be directors and wanna and create a team around yourself that you can make solid content, a community of people, a group of people where you can do skits with. It's like, it's like an SNL almost, but even if she wants to do more dramatic stuff, make that content with a team of friends.
0: I love that creating your own SNL, which is essentially what Lauren Michaels did, but he had the platform of NBC to do it on. Mm-hmm. But that's essentially all he did, is he just got his friends and and put together this show yeah now you to do that too though you need a certain amount of charm and charisma and persuasion so that's those are important skills to learn for sure to convince people to buy into your vision
1: or just find a friend that's convincing yeah and be like hey i want to do this can you convince people to do this with me (laughs) and be a part of it and then the convincing friend will help you
0: well you convinced me so (laughs) thanks once again
1: of course Thanks, thanks for having me For more from James, check out the James
0: Altucher show on the Choose Yourself Network at jamesaltucher.com and get yourself on the free insiders list today. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you go, I wanted to just say thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed this podcast on iTunes. It means a lot to me and I'm grateful for your support.